Where were you, Lakari? What do you mean? Where were you the day that Stanley passed away? Oh, God. Um, okay, I need to put this down. Let's see. We just both watched the um, Stanley tribute that came out on the Endgame Blu-ray. That is out as of today, mm-hmm. August 13th. And we both shed a single tear. I shed like three single tears. <laughs> it was so touching. Um, I think, well, no, I don't think, I know. So when Stan Lee died, I was at work at my former job that I worked at the nursing home right down the street from mm-hmm. my, my apartment. Um, it was just a normal day. Woke up, went to work, did everything I was doing. <laughs> and so like, I think I had lunch and my friends, some of my friends had texted me and they said, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I basically got the same <laughs> message. I was like, are you okay? I mean, I laugh about it now, but I was not laughing. Yeah. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, why? I was like, why? And they said, well, you know, Stan Lee died. And I, like, I just didn't respond to any of no, them. No, no, no. And then I, I went, of course, you know, you go straight to Facebook. Uh-huh. And then I see, like, different people who I knew who are my friends on Facebook say, like, R.I.P. Stan Lee. And I was like, girl, this is one of those Betty White hoaxes. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I know Stan Lee's old, but, like, this is a Betty White hoax. Yeah, there, there's no way. So I Google it. And he's like, and I was like, oh, my God, Stan Lee's actually fucking dead. Yeah. So after that, I started to cry. So I went outside. I sat in the parking lot. You took your cigarette break. I hid by my car because I didn't want anybody to know where I was. And I didn't want anybody to know what I was crying about (laughs) because I felt embarrassed. I called my mom and I said, Mama, Stanley died. (laughs) And she was like, oh, my God, it's going to be okay." And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just it sucks. Yeah. Um, I was at work, too, when people texted me to go look. Couldn't take a break. So, you know, I had to go post my picture. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I've told you about meeting, meeting Stanley. Yeah, I think like, you did. I, I used my entire Christmas bonus, my first Christmas, my first ever Christmas bonus for my big boy job for me and my mom to go see Stanley at New Orleans Comic Con, which was, I think either his last or one of his last appearances that he did. I think so. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely worth it, you know? It was more, it wasn't really about me. It was more about my mom. She wanted to see him just as much? Well, no, I mean, she had never seen him, but he was more of my mom's hero than he was mine. Yeah. Like, my mom collected comic books, and she knew about comic books when she was a kid, and my mom was born in 57. Yeah. So it's like, she was around for the golden age of comics. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, X-Men, like, Avengers, That's like, that really, really, yeah, really, stuff. really good time. Um, So I wanted her to come with me. Because I really couldn't think of anyone else. Well, that and, like, I think Stanley was such a great person to his fans. Unlike anyone else I've ever seen. In, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, contemporary culture. I can't name one person that was as devoted to fans as this man was. I think for me it was crazy to see people crack open, like, Amazing Spider-Man number one or Giant Size X-Men number one. They were cracking these old comic books so he could sign them because they knew this was his last, like, right. 
his last God. appearance. And I mean, I, I don't even think he got to sign all of them. No. But you have I mean, to understand, I think, what, he was 92, 93? Oh, he must have been 93 at the t- that time. And he was still able to sign his name, which is great. Right. But Stan, he had some hearing issues. He, he, he You could tell, like, by the end of it, he was... But when my his mom wife passed away. Oh my god! Oh, I was you heartbroken. Could tell he was he was ready, and it's usually like that. I mean, yeah. especially in the like in my in my field, you see when one dies, they soon go after. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. if you've been together for a very long time, right? Like a lot of those couples have, they've been together for fifty plus years, and you get used to somebody, and then they they go, and then. That was like the last person who had shared experience. So it's like kind of, yeah. and I mean, yeah. you have they have their one daughter, but there's yeah. nothing like your wife or husband, right? Um, yeah. So my mom got to uh, touch him on his shoulder, and he kind of like cracked a smile. Yeah, and it was nice because in some of those photos, he was looking like he just was <laughs> there, and like he was there to collect his little money. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And the people, I'm assuming they're like private paid sitters, because mm-hmm. I mean. He had money. He had. Oh, yeah. He wasn't like the richest point. person in the world, no. but he had some money yeah. to live off of. And he had like some sitters that were there with him, like encouraging him. It was like, "Come on, Stan. You know, we only got a few more. You got it. You got oh, really? it." Really? Oh yeah. And it was like cool. And he was just sitting there with uh-huh. his little skinny little body, legs crossed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my mom cried because, uh-huh. like I said, it was more about my mom than it was me. Like, of course, it's just I enjoyed- crazy how your mom was just as into it as you are. Yeah, like, I mean, of course, it was it was great, and I'm glad I did it, but it was more about my mom than it was for me because, mm-hmm. I mean, without him, my mom wouldn't have collected comic books, which would not have allowed right. me to collect comic books. Right. You know, it's like... And my mom went, th- went to one of his panels at New Orleans Comic Con, and a fan had asked him you know, why he, why he created Black Panther. And my mom like really took that to heart. She was like, this is a white man who's creating superheroes that look like me. Yeah. And, you know, in addition with, with other people, like not just him by himself, but like still, yeah. With other people, Jack Kirby, you know, different Mm -hmm. other, um, but this is a man who fought for it. Right. This is someone who was not afraid to create black superheroes, Canadian, Asian, strong women. Yes, women and men. Like it, he was not afraid to put those people in comics, yeah. no matter what the uh, publisher said. No, he fought so hard to put subjects and characters in his books that reflect real life—good, bad, ugly. He yeah. wanted something that was grounded. And he said that he said, you know, I felt that it was very important for me to create characters for everybody. Yeah, that everybody could see themselves, not mm-hmm. just people like me. And my mom was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, damn. Like, it took that. She's like, that was Come good. Come on, Stan. <laughs> um, you know, he was 93 years old. I just, yeah. that day was rough. I it, I wasn't right the whole day. Uh-uh. You, like, we I needed. Took it to, I really, t- I took We had to be silent that yeah, day. Yeah, I took, it, I took it to heart. I really did. It's hard to believe it's been, like, almost a year. I know. And it's like, you know, I think, like, I posted it on Facebook. I said, we all, you kind of take your heroes for granted. You think yeah, they're going to live forever. Yeah. And I mean, of course, he's going to live forever through his comics. Like, he always has. Right, right. But you can't see him anymore. If you no. you didn't get to see him, you didn't get to see him. Right. You know, I'm grateful. I, I haven't gotten to see him, so. I know. I'm grateful that I got to see him. Um, That was good. Because that was one of my bucket list items. See Stanley. 
And you had your little X-Men gifted shirt on. I know that I got a Universal like a zillion years ago. <laughs> but it is, it is what it is. Ooh. The only thing I wish I would have gotten, but this is just a personal thing. I wish I would have gotten a haircut. Oh, my hair is so ratchet. <laughs> my hair is so ratchet looking at that photo. I was like, girl. I just got it. We had just done Santana's birthday show. So I feel like I still had mascara on my face. <laughs> I was like, girl. Maybe that's why he was smiling. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, who's this lovely lady? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that featurette. Oh my god, all his cameos. Oh my god, it did it to us. I think the one that really did it to me was the Captain Marvel one, where he just didn't say nothing and he just sat there and he just yeah. smiled like a little old sweet mm-hmm. man, and I was like. <laughs> And that was like his 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 last one he filmed. Yeah, I think he's going to be in Kevin Smith's Mall Clerks or whatever movie he him in. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he was like. What he was reading on the train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He no, was reading. No, he was reading the script for the their first movie that he was in. Kevin oh, Smith. Oh, okay. Because it was a nineties. Okay. Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But Kevin that's Smith true. Was, filming another movie and i think that it stands like officially last cameo because it wasn't in yeah. spider-man no um although i feel like we need to see cgi him to be whatever <laughs> give it a few I mean, years i mean i mean they they did it with star wars where and they it worked great i mean again sorry about my mom so oh yeah. the original doctor who was one of the guys in rogue one I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name either. That's know fine. what you're talking about. So my mom was like watching the movie. We all sitting there, right? And she's like, oh, man, he looks good for his age. <laughs> and me and my aunt are like, he's Girl. been dead since 92. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> she, she's well, like, see, it fooled someone. <laughs> I, I was like, mama. <laughs> you really think <laughs> she's like man he looks good for his age uh, I'm like, he would be in his 100s <laughs> he could not act he cannot that's how he looked in the 70s right. there's no way he still looks like that <laughs> i'm like he has been dead since i as long as i've been alive he's been dead at least 26 years oh that is so funny and i was like bro only my mom only my mom <laughs> only my mom but, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Star Wars. I'm interested to see. They haven't said if Princess Leia is going to be in it. But <sighs> It's like, what are they going to do, though? But her, brother, but her brother and her daughter gave rights they, they, to finish the to story. CGI, like, to yeah. CGI her if they wanted to. So I hope they did, and I hope they kill her off in kind of, like, a, a way where we can cry about it. Like, yeah. I'm fine with crying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Well, that's like, the whole point of going to see a movie is to feel emotions. Yeah, crying is healthy. Yeah. So maybe Go not. watch Inside Out. <laughs> Sadness is oh good. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> I did cry during that movie too. Oh. I think um maybe give it a maybe give it a while, like sneak in a sand cameo, a CGI sand cameo. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean his daughter is like super supportive. She's like, you know, stands some of my dad's fans are the best people in the world. I mean they truly are. Like if you loved Stan Lee and didn't gossip about like all the business the shady shit like he, he was a businessman so shady like shit that people did to him yeah so like no you got some good fans out there like i said that that was a for a lot of people that was their grandfather so to speak yeah so anyway rest in peace oh man. god moving on <laughs> i don't want to sit here and cry all night what you've been up to anything new any drama any um religious um experiences <laughs> um well there was something i was going to talk about 
Hmm. I can't talk about. <laughs> you can't talk about your real drama. <laughs> No, I can't talk about my real drama because no. that could get me in trouble. Correct. But honestly, if they're about that life and they want to fight, they can always come and fight me at my house. What you got? Brass knuckles? No, I have my fists <laughs> and knives. And knives. And not. I have my, my you, fists are enough, you, baby. Okay. <laughs> I like those like little Walmart plastic multicolored knives you got over there. <laughs> Look. I have seen, I saw Jennifer Garner and Electro. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I know how to throw a side. I've seen enough of Kill Bill. <laughs> I know how to handle some swords. Um, did, I saw on Facebook that their Coca-Cola is releasing cinnamon Coca-Cola. And I was like, that sounds terrible. I don't drink a lot of soda. Uh, so like that just sounds too over the top for me. One of my last sodas I had was the orange vanilla Coke, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it I tasted just I like, like the, the vanilla flavor. But it just tastes like uh. when you go to the movie theater and you create your own drink. I mean, I do that. Yeah. I did that anyway, so it just tasted like that. Um, cinnamon. It's probably gonna taste like a like a like a like a melted churro. Gross. <laughs> um. Let's see. Ooh. So you said you aren't going to the school board meeting tomorrow. No, but tell the children what the tea is here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Tell me what's the tea. What's the tea? Go tell me what's the tea. Um, what's so, going on? P flag of Lafayette. Yes, they are going to the school board meeting tomorrow, Wednesday. Because uh-huh. today is Tuesday. I know you guys are listening on Friday, but just bear with me. Yeah. So they're going to the school board. So we'll see. Hopefully, it gets passed. But you know, right? We'll see. Maybe this will be good news or bad news. If it, who yeah, knows? Like, so, but you know these yees over here. They're gonna take something that's supposed to be about inclusiveness, right, and turn it into them being left out or like what the fuck ever. So P Flag wants to introduce an anti-bullying, like they want to include the LGBTQ plus kids, teens, high schoolers, mm-hmm. kids, children of the Lafayette Parish schools just to include them in the already anti-bullying policy that is in effect for the Lafayette Parish School Board. So essentially they just want to amend a policy that's already protecting other students. Correct. And they just include... want the policy to be more inclusive, which Correct. I don't think is it's not a bad thing. No. So, of course, from what I've gathered PFLAG was trying to kind of keep it under wraps because, you mm-hmm. know, as soon as it's out to the public, then it just, baby, the people in the South up on fire. run with it. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets posted to KETC because it obviously leaked somehow. And what you call it, them? Keyboard warriors? Oh, baby. The, the keyboard warriors went to town. <laughs> and guess what? This keyboard warrior went right back to town. <laughs> Clap back. Trolling. I love trolling. So if I had to. I'm going to just go ahead and speculate here because I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Okay. But if I had to speculate, someone from the school board probably leaked it to the press. Especially if PFLAG wanted to keep it private. They had all intentions of keeping it private until, until Tuesday. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Or today. Today. Or Wednesday. Sorry. Until Wednesday. Okay. Tomorrow. The meeting. Right. The meeting. Okay. And then just like, bam, here it is. Here. Yeah. It's That's on. It. Yeah. You have okay. no time to run with it. So now it was leaked to the press. So now they have time to 
the people have had time to comment, you know, over 2,000 comments saying, like, what about the straight children? And what I want to say, like, kids? I'm kind of disappointed in the the news article because it had a very poor headline. It was saying, it was, it, like, if I remember what it said, it was something along the lines of, like, protecting gay kids in school. Like, it did not say anything about it being an amendment. Right in the in the headline, and that's all people read on Facebook. Honey. They don't click so, on the article. No, so you got to put it all in the headline as much as possible. And but it that's upset- KETC for you, though. Yeah, it I upset mean. me that they didn't they they didn't explain it well enough. But like I said, that is KETC yeah. for you. So, I mean, out of all of them, they're not the worst. So they that's, aren't. That's why it upset me. Yeah, but. I think it's just it's again it's very eye opening just like with anything just like with Drag yeah. Queen Story Time. This when, year has been very weird for our our little community. Just like with trying to get Lafayette or trying to get Pride acknowledged by the city, mm-hmm. you see painting, all these painting the Lafayette painting sign. the Lafayette sign. Like you see all these people, and luckily I have weeded those people out. I'm sorry. Luckily, I have. That's that's okay. (laughs) I have weeded the people out who like are in disagreement with that, or I feel like if I am friends with them on Facebook, they don't like pipe up when I share the stuff. Yeah, that's because I I feel like there are some people maybe in my at my workplace or from when I used to go to church that I'm still friends with on Facebook. I feel like those people and I would have opposing views. I could be wrong, but it's very likely. It's okay to have opposing views. Of course, just be civil about it and make sure. When it comes down to policy making, if it's not hurting anyone, why not pass it? If it's not costing you anything, why not pass it? Right. You know, we're in 2019. Morals are not the same as they were in fucking 1860. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> let's, you know, just keep the progress going, you know? Yeah. It's not hurting anyone. It's trying to protect people. And that's another thing. Just because we're trying to get um, rights given to people who didn't have them, that doesn't mean we're taking them away from the, the, the existing ones. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. And I think that was my whole thing. I was trying to explain to some people on Facebook, which I shouldn't have been doing, but I do enjoy trolling. Yeah. I was like, you know. And you have the temperament for it. I do. I was like, Louisiana is still an at-will state. So even though my boss is a part of our community. Yeah. Let's say he wasn't, or let's say my boss was a she, and she, he or she didn't like gay people, and they just walked into the office that I share and was like, you're fired. Yeah, it's I just, unprotected. I can, yeah, um, I, I, can't, I can't file for unemployment. I can try to sue. Right. But we're in at-will state. So any boss, if you're a gay person, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, you identify as queer, whatever they may be, your boss can walk into your job and just fire you. And for being yeah. for being a part of the community that's it yep you know and i it's don't sad. know i don't know if stri- it's like certain people argue that well they have the right to do that and it's like well then why do we have certain laws about race about religion but when it comes to this it's like, oh, well, right to hire, right to fire, you know, yeah. like. And what people say, and someone said, was like, oh, well, you know, they're a business owner. I was like, but what if I work for a corporation? Okay, wait. Here, wait, let's, I, <laughs> look, you're going to get me on something. You're going to send me spiraling down. Okay. <laughs> so I recently, we're going to come back to that conversation, but 
you reminded me of something. I saw a commercial for, I think, either senator, governor, whatever we're electing right now. Mayor, president? I don't know. I saw a commercial, right? Okay. And this guy, don't remember his name, but he had an ad, and he was saying something along the lines of, I'm a religious businessman. I I don't deal with politics. I deal with everything, with God and with a business uh, perspective. I'm already bored. And, Okay, here's my thing, though. If you – and this is why people love Donald Trump because he's treating the country like a business, right? I understand we're in debt. I understand we have to like, we have to take care of that, and we have to know how to spend money in the country. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But what businessmen do, if, you're, if you have a business, whatever's not making you money, you, you kill it. You get rid of it. You yeah. don't worry about it. You just get rid of it. So when you're in, when you're running a country or some sort of government, and it's not making you money and it's costing you money, they just want to cut it off and get rid of it and not worry about it. So what I'm talking about is people who need help from the government. Well, you're not making me money, so we're just not going to have programs for you. So I, I'm not going to worry about you. And that's what's bad about a business person running the government because if a person is not making money for the government. Why bother doing anything for those people? But you have to remember, it's we the people. Like, that's the first thing we have to be concerned about is our fellow man and women. You know, like, that's what should be important. Mm -hmm. Now, I would love an an economist to be in government because they study how money works with people. So that's a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this whole, like... I don't understand why people fall for, oh, he's a businessman. He's going to run this government so well. No. (laughs) He's going to make sure we're not in debt and forget about the people who need to be taken care of. That's what's going to happen. And that's what is happening. You know? Anyway, that was my little little spiel. (laughs) Anyway, we were talking about uh, the including the LGBT. I just think that it's very important for LGBTQ children students teenagers to be included in the anti-bullying policy i mean correct mm, i was bullied in middle school and high school and elementary school i was bullied for a lot became a bully for a little while yeah but i was bullied more than i was bullied more than i was right whatever but like at a certain point like you know when you're being treated horribly it turn you have to you have to adapt and survive. Right, and it's all about creating a safe space like yeah. Just an an additional safe space for those students who might be being bullied for their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Oh. And like I've told uh someone yesterday, I was like, you know, as people of color, we have our, you know, Title 9, we have the mm-hmm. You know, against uh, d- discrimination, we have right. that. But people were saying, "What about I was bullied as a fat kid? I was bullied as you know a short kid." I was like, yeah. "I was bullied for all of those things." And I think uh, Dylan Santana put it very eloquently that the LGBT commu- community has like some of the highest suicide rates, right. especially for um, minors. Correct. So I mean, so I mean, like. We can say no that. form of bullying is right. No, not at all. But if you look at the statistics and you see that there are these children and these teens who are committing right. suicide who are a part of the community, something has got to change. 
and being directly correlated to the bullying that's happening. Correct. Yeah. So it's like there's not an immediate danger for general bullying. I'm sure there's programs to stop bullying in school, but we want to shine an extra light and give extra tools to those for the LGBT community because right now it seems like they're just not getting any help whatsoever. Right. They're just getting the basic help and it's like, oh, well, we'll talk to them. But what if the kids have rich families? And then, you right. know, you have to, you know, oh, my kid, no, no, no. And like Dylan said, like, he came, his mom is very, I don't, you've, I don't think you've met his mom, but his mom mm-hmm. is a very loving woman. Yeah. But she's also religious. But she's also, she supports she supports all of her children. Right. And I mean, my mom is the same way. Mm-hmm. Super religious. Love supports me and my sister. You know, so it's like, but not everybody has that. Not everybody no. has, they, not every child, teenager goes to a loving home where it's like, it's okay if you're gay. Like, I'll love you no matter what. Home. Right. So. In regards to being. A lot a, of them, LGBT. school is a safe place. Yeah. So if school is your safe place and then you get there and you're being bullied by your peers calling you the F word. And right. if you're a, a woman calling you the C word or calling you a lesbian or the right. D word, if they're calling you these things and then you go home to a terrible environment, of course, the suicide, your suicide yeah. rate is going to go up. Correct. And Correct. then it's like the parents are going to be upset. And then the school's gonna be like, well, we could have done this and this. Well, you didn't do it. No, you had nothing to help them. No. And hopefully, you know, when, when they, if they do implement the, the, this, um, what is it? A, um, a bill, um, amendment, I'm just going to call it amendment, right? If they add these new rules, hopefully what it does is just shine a light on all of bullying too. And right. because we had this fresh new conversation, Right. It takes care of other things along with it. Right. And we don't – we're not saying we don't want that either. You know? Yeah. Like, if this bill also stops other forms of bullying, wow. Great. It's great. And, like, that's the thing. It's like it's not like there's not already anything on bullying. There's yeah. already something in existing for bullying. It's just all about inclusion and adding those children yeah. who are who might be out. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it gives a, a good conversation of telling – the entire school like we aren't a myth this we're not unicorns we're real people we're here this this is not gonna go away this isn't about sex you know so (sighs) yeah i think one of my favorite comments was oh you got some you got some one of my favorite comments was made by someone who of course didn't have a facebook profile picture but was like this is the start of them trying to brainwash our children. And I was like, you know what? I wish I could brainwash you into being less ignorant. And what? She spelled tough wrong? Oh, that girl. <laughs> 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 ah! She spelled tough. T-U-F-F. I said, maybe you should learn how to spell tough. You said that. You T-O-U-G-H? I was like, girl, you're going to try to come read some comment on something on KETC, but you can't even spell the right way. Log off. And see, that's kind of, I wish I could make it to the meeting tomorrow. (laughs) Because if I had a chance to get up and say my little piece, I would be like, you know, maybe this will do some good. We don't have to worry about kids getting bullying so we can up our scores in education. Because right now, Louisiana has the lowest scores in the world. In the world, duh. Yep. We have some of the stupid 
most illiterate kids and adults in the world. That is very true. How the hell were this ha, this country was number one in education? And almost, I think they separate it into four categories. I think it's literacy, uh, math, uh, reading, maybe, and then you know science. It's something like it's four categories, right? And we used to be top, top in the world. And in the past, like, let's say 10, 15 years, we have been passed up like we're way down the list and everything. And that's our country. So just imagine how low Louisiana stacks amongst everyone else. Like our country has gone below 10 as as far as rankings go in those things. I believe it. Yeah. Like, when, you know, when we started recording this data, we had some developing countries that have now passed us up. So within like a 25-year span, they went from developing country to some of the highest scores in their education because we don't care about that anymore. You know, we're so caught up on stopping, you know, the gays getting married, you know, stopping realistic gun, gun, um, control. Oh my God. You know, we're not going to have that conversation, but, um, it's just, we're so caught up on, you know, maintaining the status quo. We don't want to change we forgot about education. And we forgot about our place in the world because we think we're number one. We think we're, we're the best country, but <laughs> con- the other countries have passed us up. They're like, see y'all. Look at our secretary of education, whatever her name is. <laughs> she has never been an educator. I don't understand. No. I, I, I know she's in that position still, but I just cannot fathom. Y'all, Lakari is about to I, bust his head open. I cannot fathom how... Me, my mom, even my almost 90-year-old grandmother uh-huh. is more qualified yeah. for that job. Yeah. Because I graduated college. Uh-huh. My mom has been a teacher. Yeah. My grandma was a teacher, a first grade teacher mm-hmm. for 40 years. Yeah. She has been an educator. My mom has been an educator. Mm-hmm. They are more qualified for that lady's job. Then she is. Oh, yeah. All because she got money. She got money and she knew the right people. Who gives a fuck about having money? You don't know nothing about the education system. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. I know. You know, they're business and they think business takes care of everything. But it don't. So you in education, you want to slash, like, I mean, like, murder the Special Olympics budget. That's so stupid. It's so like that. Something not, that has been in the pl- in place for a long time. Not only does that give kids some some hope, right? It's also a great source of like philanthropical work. Oh my gosh! You know yeah. what I mean? It, not only is it giving these kids who need it something, it's also giving everyone else in the community a part in helping and a part in becoming a bigger community. And she wants to take that away. I just. I just cannot fathom. I just, again, I cannot fathom no. how she got this job. Oh, it was like, hey, I don't want to appoint any of the ones that are qualified. Do you think you, you're balls enough to step up and take it? Literally, and she, look, honey, she went, am I? Literally, she can't even answer basic questions. And about she refuses school. to answer the questions, too. She just stands there like, oh my. It's out of my hands. She's so idiotic. Yes. 
Um, I, I Betsy DeVos. Yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> and I hope somebody from her family's listening. What if your neighbor's still listening? I don't care. <laughs> Well, it's not really an elected position, so it's not yeah, like he yeah. could have voted yeah. for her, but uh, she sucks. <laughs> well, I, I was uh, I watched. She needs some, to be fired. I watched some documentary. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been like religious or something like that. Anyway, anyway, they did an interview with con- a, a congressman, and they said something and he was like oh you don't need any kind of formal education to be in government and the interviewer just sat there and stared at him and it got real awkward because he realized oh that was a stupid thing to say out loud but it's like you don't need any sort of any nothing and I, I get it why we have that in place. I'm not ignorant to why that is, but still, you would think we would want to elect people who knew something about something. Yeah, I'm going to read her biography for a second. A biography what, what from where? We what time? We got, we're on 30 minutes. Perfect. <clears throat> are we ready? Secretary DeVos has been involved in the education policy for nearly three decades as an advocate for children and a voice for parents. She's especially passionate about reforms that help undeserved children gain access to quality education. That's funny because she can't answer basic questions about education. (laughs) DeVos's interest in education was sparked at an early age by her mother, a public school teacher. It grew when she sent her own children to school. I'm pretty sure her her children went to private school. Anyway, and was confronted with the reality that not every child in America is granted an equal opportunity to receive a great education. DeVos saw firsthand the work leaders in her hometown were doing to increase educational opportunities for students and choices for parents. And she has been involved in the fight to provide better educational options across the nation ever since. That's weird because I never heard her name before she was elected as a U.S. Department of uh, Education. So that's bullshit. Um, (laughs) For 15 years, DeVos served as an in-school mentor for for an at-risk children in Grand Rapids. That sounds like... But this this is what it should say. For 15 years, DeVos served as an a money person yeah. for a school for black kids uh. in Grand Rapids, Michigan public schools. Her interactions there with students, families, and teachers, according to DeVos, according to her, in her words, changed my life and my perspective about education. Uh, that's some white savior shit. But that's, that's kind of funny because you're, you paid for your grandchild to go to the virgin islands to f- swim with turtles so i don't want to hear it a leader in the movement to empower parents devos's work to support the creation of new educational choices for students in 25 states and the district of columbia that's bullshit as secretary <laughs> devos will work with president trump to advance equal opportunities for quality education for all students that's funny because you want to still cut e- the equality special, for all special students. olympics okay DeVos firmly believes that neither the zip code in which a child lives nor a child's household income should be the principal detriment of his or her opportunity to to receive a world-class education. You know what that says? I don't want my rich kids going to the poor school. That's exactly what that says. As secretary, she will advocate for returning control of education to states and localities, giving parents greater power to choose their educational settings. So kind of sounds like you want parents to choose whether they want their kids to go to private or public school. Okay. Um. Yeah. Prior to her confirmation, DeVos served as the chairman for the Wincrest Group. That's a business, um, an enterprise and investment management firm. Oh, okay. In addition to her leadership in the education arena, DeVos has also served on the boards of numerous national and local charitable and civic organizations, including the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, Kids Hope USA, 
Art Prize, Mars Hills Bible Church, and the Kindle College of Art and Design. I feel like she just had her name attached to those things and maybe like donate it. Like, she gave her money to it. Yeah. And did Devon nothing to help them. Is a graduate of Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where she earned a Bachelor's of Arts degree. She's been married 40 years to an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and community activist, Dick DeVos. You can never trust anybody with the name Dick. Together, <laughs> they have four children and eight grandchildren. Boo! <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Girl, you good? I'm good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing it for the children. We got to tell them. I guess. Bruh. Honey. No, it's just, I, uh, it's one of those things that I think the, the all of, like, government just needs a real good deep cleaning yeah. On both sides, if you ask me, I think money money's too deep rooted into our government, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a main reason why it became um, so corrupt as it is, or so money focused as it is. But sorry to pan off, but I um the realest part of me is like, bruh, tomorrow. We are setting our... You're recording me? Wow. I I was... <laughs> I was typing the name, the, the, the title for this episode because you said something, and I, I, I'm going to name it that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, the realest part of me is like, this is Lafayette, this is the South, this is probably not going to go through. But that's like my realest yeah. part of my brain, like the part that's like, look, this is just the real the real deal. This is how Who's voting on it? The school board. Like the school, school board. board. Okay. Yeah. So it's not the city council. God, no. Well, how well, do we know what the school board looks like as far as like how they vote? Mm-mm. I don't. Yeah. Personally. And I, I technically don't. don't live in Lafayette, so I haven't given a lot of. Right. You have um, period period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. So, uh, hmm. you know, maybe because I don't know. But like, you know, again, the optimistic part of my brain is like, well, you know, maybe this will be that one that that one step that'll. Maybe. Are they expecting a lot of people to show up? Well, I know me and Santana. I don't know if Roxy's coming. I don't know if she's... But, like, my goal is to make it. Yeah. My goal is to make it. I mean, we have our state survey right now, so... hmm Yeah. So we can't leave till the survey is leave, but maybe I'll ask my boss if I can get out early. Not, like, just super early, but yeah. just, just early enough so I can get there. Especially if it's in the airport. It's not... It's just uh-uh. off of 90. Just and you won't have to worry about getting into the left lane. Right. That's where all the traffic's going to be anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I hope I hope it passed. I mean, Me too. I don't I really see do. a good enough argument for it not to pass. But I can hear it now, like like you said, the brainwashing stuff. And like, like what about our kids that are straight being included? Like, okay, fine, we'll include them too. But like they're, shit, but, but they're already included. Like <laughs> they're already included in the existing policy. So I'm confused. What is the truth? They just they just want little, they want to exterminate us. Girl, really. But that's okay. We'll see them all at Apollo next year. Baby. We'll see them all there. And I'll be throwing I'll be throwing beads directly at their foreheads. They're gonna be like, Judy, you were that one on Facebook? Oh, that was you? Mary. You don't get a bead. <laughs> oh, for Halloween or for your <laughs> Oh, for Halloween! Wait, stop! No! 
<laughs> Y'all, I'm so excited. I can't wait to debut my Halloween costume. I need ideas. So if y'all want to inbox a uh, pragmatic query, please do not direct <laughs> message me. Um, <laughs> send it to the, 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 the show's uh, page. Send us ideas for what Cameron should dress up like for Halloween. Because baby, Lacar got his idea. He got uh-uh. it. <laughs> I already know what I'm doing. got it. And I, I, got I, and it. I want something that's like a character. I don't like shit that's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, eggs, eggs and bacon. No, don't give me shit like that, please. <laughs> give me a character so I can perform for the people. You don't want to be eggs and bacon? No. I want, I want an excuse to wear high heels because I'm that gay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no other way to wear heels. You this should, is my time. <laughs> you should go, you should do your best impersonation of Santana. <gasps> <laughs> wait 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 i would what if stop stop what if i went as shorter fatter santana and wait while she was up on stage i snuck on stage behind her and just tried to keep up with all her moves and i would look what? like very worried like <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. <laughs> you could get like somebody to paint your face. That's not Santana. <laughs> or you can get her to paint your face and be like, and not I tell just- her why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If I do this, she can't know. <laughs> she don't listen to this episode. She to this episode. She's like eight episodes behind. <laughs> she ain't never catching up. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Oh, that would be so. And everyone in the audience would be like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> It's fine. She put she put our other good Judy in makeup. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, next. Uh, I think you know what you know what when I did sh- uh, sheriff, I think I looked pretty good. You I didn't. Good. I didn't need a help from a drag queen, <laughs> except for when my nails fell off and she gave me super glue, and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> It's not. I love. I love putting nails on. I feel so fish. That I shit so stayed pussy. on for a week. I feel so pussy. I'm like, click, 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 click. I'm like, how can I help you? Click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, definitely. I love it. My thing are heels. Like when I put on it, some you feel heels. So powerful. Oh, I feel on top of the world. You can't tell me anything when That's I'm in how heels. How the nails are for me? Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling so. See, one time I did drag, <laughs> my nails were on till s- Sunday night. <laughs> you didn't even take them like, off. Baby, you can't tell me shit with these nails on, bitch. Did you have, a, like, a lot of gestures where you just pointed all the time? <laughs> no! no! I was just like... <laughs> oh, you went... On my phone, like, <laughs> tapping like this. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, Lakari sounds pressed. I can hear those nails. <laughs> Yep. Like, some people, it's the wig. Like, they put on the wig, and they just feel it. For me, it's the heels. <laughs> I know some people, it's the makeup. But, mm-mm. Some people, it's the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh. It's the nails for me. Is it? That's so funny. I just feel so pussy, bitch. Do you wear, like, a big lash when you do, Trina? Absolutely not. No. They, tried, they put bottom lashes on me once. I mean, now that I've done it a few times, like, I'm used to the lashes, like, because the yeah. lashes weigh your eyes, yeah. your eyelids down. So I'm used to, like, you know, you have to, like, open your eyes. Pop them, like, yeah. But they tried to put bottom lashes on me. Was it like giving a like, chihuahua a big peel, pill? I was like this. <laughs> I was, like, droopy the whole time. I was like, I can't do bottom lashes. I am built like that. I was like, <laughs> y'all can just put 
some mascara on the bottom. I mean, I'm such an ugly woman. I have, like, well, like, I have hooded, like, my, my brow is very predominant. So, like, I can't do really feminine eye. Yeah, you can. You just have to cover them up. <sighs> it's hard. See, I have very thin eyebrows. Yeah, and I'm not. I have thick, thick monsters, and I love them. So I don't want to shave them. I, no, don't do that. No, I love my hairy eyebrows. I like your eyebrows. You have nice eyebrows. Thank you. But yeah, I just have to put more makeup on them. And that's fun. Look, I was sitting there trying doing but the glue stick. Makeup tips for me. Yeah, I was doing the glue stick, and I put, you know put it on, and then I did the makeup, and I'm like, shit, I can still see them. But you know what? I've seen Santana and. Andy and Kimmy and like literally everybody I've watched do makeup. Sometimes they use like a hairdryer to like speed it up. Yeah, oh. speed up the drying. Huh. I should have just paid someone. At, but I was and sometimes Dylan will like glue his eyebrows at like three times. Uh, see, I did it twice. I did two layers. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a drag queen at all. Me I either. will never claim that. But honey, when I put on those heels. <laughs> When I put on those heels. Can't tell you shit. Uh-uh. And that's why I love going to Rocky Horror shows, because I can just be guy everything, and, and heels. then heels. We should do that. We should just start going to Bolt. In heels? Like, my same outfit, heels. Your same outfit, nails. <laughs> I got some nails, baby. <laughs> some pretty, look, just... Hi, I would like a drink, please. <laughs> Give me. I need. I need. I need some Evian. I need a, a Lacroix. What is it? White Claw. Do y'all have that? Oh my God! Stop. I would like to order some food. Can I have some fries? <gasps> they have fries now. <laughs> Stop. I lost my shit when I saw that. Anyway, I'm done. I'm tired. Same. All right. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>